Hello, I'm Nadia Vilcic, and I've spent the last three decades of my life either in front of or behind a television camera. I started my career with MNET Television in South Africa and then moved to Atlanta where I worked for CNN International, CNN Airport Network, hosted various segments for CNN Weekend Morning Passport. And one of the highlights of that was when John Oliver featured me on his show using some of my segments talking about the World Cup. I always say we helped bring down FIFA. The reality is that my ability to communicate via a television camera has been absolutely critical for my career. But with our new virtual worlds, we all now have to learn to communicate via camera, and that is our computer camera. And there's certain skills that it requires to come across as authentic and confident and comfortable. And I'd love to teach you those skills. Because we think it's very easy to go from in-person to on-camera, the adaptation is a lot harder than we think. One of the things I get asked a lot is where you should look. And looking into your camera is a skill, but it's counterintuitive because you want to look down at the people who are speaking. So there's technique in being able to shift between the two. I have a green screen behind me, which is why the wonderful producer of this video has managed to key in some background. But you don't have to have a green screen, but is your background assisting you in coming across as credible and competent and knowledgeable? So please join me on my webinars and individual coaching on how you can come across with confidence on camera and really make sure that all your virtual interactions are collaborative and engaging. So go on to my website, which is nadiaspeaks.com. And joining me to help you take your online presence to a whole new level is guru Dave Summers. And Dave is a digital media producer. He's a coach. He's an animator. And Dave, we are now doing a live broadcast. Um, you said you're here in the capacity of my guest, but I can't help wondering what your rating will be after this. So, Dave, here we are, inundated by online interviews and opportunities. As a digital media producer, where are people making the biggest mistakes? Um, I think there are, there are two, two big mistakes that they're making. The two biggest mistakes are... Um, and you and I have had previous conversations about this, but I think the two biggest mistakes are um, because there is a flood of digital content right now and people are um, going online and all different social media platforms and capabilities to get their message out there. The two biggest challenges are there's a baseline, I'll call it a threshold of quality uh, that you must meet these days to be taken seriously. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't involve millions of dollars or crazy expense or stuff like that, but that minimum threshold of, uh, of quality involves things like a very clear and crisp video image, you know, uh, a, a camera that uh, at least uh, gives you a, uh, um, a 1080 by 720 type of uh, delivery capability. Okay, so for people who are watching that, that's your first bit of advice, Dave Summers. Please write this down, everybody, because I can assure you there are lots of us who couldn't afford Dave, but you're getting advice from him now. So when you say that, what kind of camera is that? Very um, simply. 
any new uh, webcam of the new, I'll say of the past two years or so, will be able to deliver that image uh, quality. Matter so don't use your computer camera. Invest in an external camera. If you have a newer computer, uh, okay. one, again, a newer computer that's been manufactured in the last two years, you should be okay. A lot of people are trying to extend the life of their laptops and their personal computers and they go, well, it's got a camera in it. I'm just going to use it. Right. What are you using, Dave? Right now I'm talking to you on a MacBook Pro. Um, it is um, uh, uh, me being the weirdo iconoclast I am. This is a MacBook Pro that's running Windows. Go figure that. Okay. But um, what, I'm, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a very clear picture. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing you looking directly into the camera. Mm -hmm. So you come across as connecting with me. Mm -hmm. These are the things that people, even now, uh, a year later, people are still not doing in their virtual interactions. Well, you're so, talking, once again, you're talking about the human side of it and they have to, have to, have to execute on that. And, and obviously I defer to you on that. You're the master of being in front of the camera. Um, this type of thing even requires a lot of work for me. I get distracted by all kinds of, anyone who knows me, sparkly objects tend to draw my attention. But you work with people who want yes. to create an mm -hmm. online presence by raising the level of, and I love how you say it. You say, up your show in the marketplace of ideas, and you speak about, I love to see your face. How do you mm -hmm. put it? You do it so well, so to remind well, us. Well, it, it, it's, it's, your, it's your face and your voice and your ideas. Um, the, the, my clientele at this point in time are primarily authors, thought leaders, um, and people who run um, smaller to medium-sized businesses. Uh, a lot of the really big businesses that are out there have in-house AV or media consulting type of people that kind of filled this role a little bit. But I'm there to help people think through not only that technical threshold, again, which is not expensive, and there's one or two things I need to add to that, Nadia, but I'm also there to help them think through um, their messaging. Uh, I'm also there to be a, a kind of a quick... I don't want to inf inflate my own ego here too much, but I'm, I'm there to coach them through a little bit this whole concept of the short human attention span and the shrinking human attention span and this need to tell them everything in a video. You know, don't do that. It's, it's leave pithy little hooks of information, pockets of information, or one of my favorite analogies, leave them Lego bricks of information, but always point them at the bigger source of data. Always point them back to the website, point them back to the white paper. And for goodness sake, point them to the book. You know what I mean? Where there's, there's that deep well of information. Don't feel the need to do the book in a web video, you know? So you, with your clients, they come to you. Do you actually do the filming? I mean, you literally and you use that virtually. Like, take us through the process of how you could help anyone who's joining us right now. Well, it's a mixed bag. I have, you know, done the whole thing, soup, soup to nuts, acting as, as what we call, you know, kind of a, a and forgive me for this biz analogy here, but the, a predator, you know, which is a combination pr producer editor. <laughs> okay, nice one. Just letting you know uh, where I, I'm, I'm on site with a camera and maybe me and a sound guy and we do shoot stuff and we bring it back and we do post-production on it. That's traditional. That's pretty much pre-COVID. Uh, what's happening now is having moved things 
almost 100% virtually, I'm repurposing an awful lot of uh, pre-recorded uh, web video. I try to get the highest resolution capture I can. I don't use Zoom archives. I might use Zoom as an ingress to you know, capture an image, but I use different software to capture the audio and the video. Mm. Plus there are other tools out there that, you know, if you got a little money to spend there, some that do local captures of the audio and video and then upload those. So you end up with extremely high quality, uh, you know, local captures that can be used in post-production. Two or three of my clients utilize some of those services. And then what I do is I take that into, I have the entire Adobe um, creative cloud production suite. And, you know, I, I work on these, uh, these videos that they want to use. Uh, and, you know, again, it, for me, it's like, I joke about it, but it's short attention span theater, anything that's really big and huge. I tend to talk them into chunking up into, uh, into meaningful bits and bites, making them part of a family, linking things mm -hmm. to other things. Now, you speak about having a high quality and yet also authenticity. And I think something, Dave, I've realized in this platform is the other day I had a guest coming on. She was a world famous author and she just didn't arrive for my live. She had some technical issues and just the ability you and I were saying to go on and say, look, um, my guest is having some technical difficulties. <laughs> I apologize. But being comfortable with the imperfection. And of course, that's taken me years and I still feel terrible if something doesn't work out. I knew today would be no problem because you are the maestro. But I think a level of just being authentic, as a, even if the quality is high, being okay if you make a mistake. I always say to people in presentation skills, you make a mistake, just say, let me rephrase that. You don't need to get flustered. You have to. It's, it's, it's these days, it's warts and all. And, and um, you know, if you go in with the with good intentions and earnestness and a professional attitude and you meet the minimum thresholds that mm -hmm. I'm talking about, um, people will, will come along on the ride with you and they will understand and appreciate probably more than anything else, Nadia, the, the sheer honesty of the way that you're you're telling your story or the way that you're sort of moving to the lifeboats and saying, my guests couldn't get in. Here's our freeform jazz riff that we're going oh, to do. That would have been a good idea. Oh, thank you. I've had to do that more than once myself. I like but, that. Um, but so, live, live broadcasts are a whole different animal, and people need to be comfortable uh, with the uh, uh, anxiety or the tension or the butterflies in the stomach that that uh, that uh, is. The, you know, the, well, the fish tank that you swim in with those things, you need to keep an eye on the time you need to. For me, a lot of the live stuff is what I call choreography. Yes. And choreography is maybe you can appreciate this, but choreography is is nailing the handoffs is nailing. Here's how I begin a program. Yes. Here's, here's a segment of a program. Here's a segue from one pro piece to another piece. Here's an expositional piece. Here's Q&A. Here's how I get out of the program. And what I practice is I practice those transitions. The program itself, it's live. Weird stuff. But that's so important. So for those of us who are doing live on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on YouTube, just to have your guidance to produce it better for full transparency, I played the wrong video at the start of this session. I, <laughs> I love that video. It was great. What are you talking okay, well about? That's, I have an introduction video that shows some of my CNN clips and interviewing uh, Tom Hanks and Richard Gere. That's my intro video. And I pressed the wrong video. And I had one of those moments that you only go where you go, do I 
stop it and play the correct one? Or do I just pretend that was absolutely what I expected to do? Sure. So, you know, that happens in life. Can we talk about platforms? Okay, so sure. there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's uh, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, there's Clubhouse, which is just conversation. And have you got onto Clubhouse yet, Dave? Not yet. Not yet. I, I know one or two people who were... Uh... Um, maybe acting as an advocate for me, but no, I'm not there yet. Okay, so we, we need to talk about Clubhouse. For those of you who have joined Clubhouse, my only suggestion, and I say this to everybody, is just be deliberate with your time. So understand it. I'm in educating myself around it. I'm understanding it, but that doesn't mean I have to allow it to suck my time. That's all. So don't do it. Don't not do it because you don't know how, but yeah. don't do it just because everyone's doing it. Okay. Exactly. So then, okay. So there's all these platforms. Is there a preferred platform for you? What we're doing on LinkedIn Live took me a long time to get access to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I know you do LinkedIn Live as well. Well, yeah. The, the thing about LinkedIn Live, well, first of all, the, the bulk of what I do in terms of media and the clientele I want to pay attention to me, uh, the people I think I can help, are on LinkedIn. So the, most of my time is spent either creating content or running programming for LinkedIn. And we're in luck, Nadia, because LinkedIn at this point in time, I don't know how long this is going to last, but we have a good moment in time. We have a nice moment in time uh, on LinkedIn because. where... Well, it's a it's a it's a content starved network. It needs a lot of really good content. Uh, what do I mean by that? There are some networks like some that are primarily social, like Facebook or even YouTube, is nothing but content where it, your your eyeballs deep in it. You know what I mean? And and the challenge becomes what content do I want to consume? There's still opportunity in LinkedIn where video, even there's more and more of it showing up, it's still unusual enough. It's like those hors d'oeuvres at a dinner party that you go to where the interesting ones come along and you're like, wow, did you try those raviolis? You know what I mean? Where it's mm -hmm. still unique enough where people are drawn to uh, the video on LinkedIn. So and I, I spend a great deal of time, time on LinkedIn. Creating video for LinkedIn. That's so correct. Even we could take the conversation that we're having now, which we're going to do for half an hour, no longer, and even half an hour, hard with attention span. By the way, if anyone is just joining us now, I am speaking to digital media producer, coach and animator Dave Summers. He is considered the best in his field. He has very kindly offered to give us some complimentary advice this morning, which we appreciate, Dave. And I appreciate that about you, that you are very generous with your knowledge, expertise, and to say to people who are wanting to enhance their visibility in an authentic way, I will tell you that some of the Facebook videos that I see, so for example, I'll opt into a Facebook person that I'm interested in, and then it is a deluge, and it mm -hmm. is so becomes so irritating. It's that faucet you can't shut off, you know? And I go, I don't want to hear from this person anymore, and mm -hmm. I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to have so many ads that keep coming at you that you go shut her off. Mm -hmm. So how do we prevent that? Well, you know, you got to take the time. If we're living in the age of social media, you have to take the time to, it's a garden. You have to prune it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have That's to figure right. out. Well, you have to put the time into figuring out who you want to follow. You know what I mean? 
And, uh, you know, ever since April, I've been an independent. Up to that time, I worked for organizations of all different shapes and sizes. April of 2020. Yep. Yep. Um, that was when I officially kind of put my, my shingle out as, a, as an independent producer. But the, that was the single best thing that ever happened to me because um, I got the opportunity to let go of a whole bunch of people I, I didn't want to stay affiliated with anymore. Um, and I, I shouldn't have waited so long. I think mm-hmm. people need to be. And why is that? Why is that, Nadia? Well, it's because the only real scarcity right now is the human attention span. I mean, for, for us, well, for, the, for, for, for we people uh, who live in the, you know, lucky enough, blessed enough to live in the first world, um, you know, pretty much food is, is not a gigantic challenge. Medicine is getting better. All these wonderful things happen. But so in terms of shortages, think about it. The only real shortage now is the human attention span. So do I want to spend my time with the only real, not the only, but an important finite resource that I have on a bunch of of, um, videos or people that really don't add value to my life or my family's life or the things I believe in? Uh, or the time that I need to spend on productive, creative work, you know, building mm-hmm. myself, um, building my skills, making more mistakes, you know, that kind of thing. It's, you know, I was thinking about, are you as a speaker, as an author, is your audience zooming in or zooming out? You know, what about the way you are presenting your content is getting people to zone in and what instinctively makes you zone out? So zoom in, zoom out. Yes. So is it visual? Is it you speaking? Do you add a lot of visuals to your video? I, I, uh, a lot. I I had some. And the reason why I do that, uh, I'm a visual uh, person. When I, when I, I, and and I, I exactly motion graphics and animation and and um, the visual component carries so much weight and even if it's just sort of to you know reinforce uh, a point you're trying to make or a, a philosophical statement you're making or a business case you're trying to make, um, I mean the 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 visuals can't should not overpower the message. The the visuals should be there as as um, uh, you know, there's this whole contrapuntal, it's a musical term, there's this whole contra melody harmony type of thing happening with what you're saying. And it can either act as a straight harmony and support the, the thought or the idea that you're trying to drive, or it can be there as sort of like this, um, you know, Jung would call it the shadow self back there saying, but is that really what he's saying? You know what I mean? It makes it deeper to have sometimes that, uh, that alternative or that, uh, that pivoted or that oblique type of visual. So can you give us an example of that? Sure. Um, I do a, a, I do a, a once a week video blog called Dawn Patrol. And Dawn Patrol is, I do early morning walks with my, my dog, Edie. And Edie would walk forever if she would have her way. But as with any other, I think, person with a little bit of, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes on their hand, these thoughts roll into my head. And it was my first effort to sort of get my own thinking on about um, digital media, about uh, appearing in a digital space, about getting a message across, about, um, you know, these uh, consulting stories I've heard from way back when or, or whatever. And so, 
what I do in those is I tell a story or I relate a, a bullet list of things that are important to me or whatever. And I always use visuals and it's a mix of things. I'll use icons, I'll use animation, I'll use stock footage. Occasionally, I should have asked you to share that. You know you can share on StreamYard. I should have prepared for that. Next time I interview you, <laughs> let's have that. Uh, but it's it's fun stuff for me, and and it's a real mix of it's. Uh, I would say it's more of a collagey type of thing. And what do I? It's not collage from the standpoint of multiple images. Mm -hmm. It's it's both still and video um, that's there. In some cases, audio that's there to uh, augment, uh, you know, call attention to, add a little sense of humor or a sly commentary on what it is that I'm saying. And, and again, I, it's for me, it's about, again, trying to be authentic. It's a way of what's really going on inside of Dave's head. And if you watch those programs, none of them is ever longer than three minutes. Okay. Um, and the purpose of those, the purpose of those is you do it to build your community. You do it to share. Yeah. I, yes. I, 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 I do that uh, to build community, to share, um, to make people happy. A lot of people find them just entertaining. You know, there's an entertainment value to it. But I think more than anything else, I want to get comfortable. I want people to get comfortable with the fact that they they all have stories to tell. Mm -hmm. uh, they all have observations to make. Mm -hmm. They have all had things happen to them in mm -hmm. life that are important. We're right. You know this. We're storytelling beasts. We're storytelling animals. And even these little the challenge is to come up with those again, Lego brick those, those uh, components of a story that you can relay in an engaging, involving way for two or three minutes that, again, sort of link people or continue people down the path of wanting to hear more of these uh, or getting them to understand the power of their own, their own stories, their own observations. Now, I'm assuming that people who are joining us right now, some people are established thought leaders who are listening to Dave Summers going, I already have a plethora of video. I'm going to call Dave Summers and I am going to get it repurposed so that people can engage with me. That's one. Yep. And then there are others who are watching going, I want to do this. I want to tell my story. I want to share my expertise and my wisdom. Where do I even begin? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you well, think, beginners? I know the, the short answer is get at me, get in touch with me, and we can have a cool conversation. You know, just, you know, Dave at DaveSummers.com. I paid hundreds of dollars for that URL, Nadia. <laughs> and uh, I, I will be incorporating, actually, I have over the next couple of months, and I will fly under a different kind of company banner, but I'll still be Dave, and the bulk of the work will be mine. But um, And then we'll sit down and we'll talk about the work that needs to be done. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, thought leaders, authors, um, people in these smaller to medium-sized companies or organizations or associations, they do have a lot of video and they're creating an intense amount of video. Uh, but many times that video is like all the other video they've ever done, uh, or they, it's like the video that somebody else has done. Uh, and they really need to find a way to make it their own. They really need to find a way to be true yes. to brand, true to story, but um, have their own perspective. Cutting through the clutter. This is it's, the thing, it's cutting through the clutter. I mean, I think, Dave, if I hear another, so are you finding that your webinars are not working? I know, you are right? not getting people into your webinars. Click right. on this, and if you do this, I will give you the secret to your million-dollar dream. <laughs> I mean, right. and, and people are obviously selling that way, but I think it's going to become less and less effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I find the stuff that I'm attracted to um, is the stuff, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a quirk addict. You know what I mean? I like quirk and I'm attracted to it. And what do I mean by that? Well, colors, textures, characters, um, music, uh, video, stuff like that. I, I, I tend to, that attracts me. And I don't know if it's that way with a lot of people, um, but it's, it's these, these people, these ideas are distinctive. They stick out. I mean, look at Amanda Gorman at the inauguration. I mean, this beautiful, young, young woman stands up and everything about her. I mean, the poem was exquisite. The delivery was exquisite, her appearance, but there was something so magical. Why has she captured all of our imaginations for all those reasons? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that was a, that was a, that was the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the crossing over the, uh, the intersection of so many amazing things, both audio and visual. There's the, you have in the inherent spectacle of the, the inauguration. Of the with the red, but just, you know, then you, exactly. Then you've got her, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And she stuck out like an exclamation mark with that uh, with that yellow that she was wearing. I mean, I totally admire her her choice of uh, you know what the coat that she chose to wear, her hair. I mean, um, and we're and talking about. But then, but, but then she tells her story. But then she yes. does her, and it's like it's electric at that point. You know, it's it's it's, it's again this intersection. I'm going to say of the audio and the visual and the contextual elements, you know, and the context, context is everything. You know and that's I mean? why you've differentiated yourself is helping people create this video. And I mean, I learn from you every time I talk to you and hear what you have to say. I also want to say to people, it doesn't have to be perfect and just try. I mean, I started off, Dave, just recording my Zooms, interestingly enough, with my three siblings who are all physicians, doctors Biltik, Biltik and Biltik, and we did recorded Zooms <laughs> where I spoke to them about COVID. And the person who loved it was my mother. I also want to tell people that everyone around the world loved it. I got more hit clicks and hits on that than TEDx talks <laughs> and anything else. And the only person who criticized us was my mother, which brings us to this. <laughs> Nobody views you with the microscopic lens you view yourself. So, you know, I think what you've also helped people do is just try, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. go for it, try these new yeah. platforms. What you do though is, and sure. I am so excited to have the opportunity to, how do we make our bumps, our coming into the program more interesting? Do we create visuals? Had I had this conversation with you before we went live, I would have said, Dave, when you talk about your um, and you've called it, what is the name of your early morning blog? It's called Dawn Patrol. Dawn Patrol, I love it, I love it. Dawn Patrol with Dave, Dave's Dawn Patrol. Um, I would have said to you, Dave, and at that moment, just play it, and you would have been prepared. It's all good. It gives people a reason to go check out my stuff. The one thing I will mm. say, and I just, I've been, um, I've been consuming probably a ridiculous amount of podcasts lately, and, and I've been reading stuff and whatnot, but, but something that stuck with me this past week was, uh, uh, an interview that uh, one of these people had with Seth Godin. And, and you know, the, the, what I took away from this big, long interview with Seth was, show me your bad writing. You know what I mean? Show me, show me the stuff that you know isn't perfect. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and I will know that you are working on, that you are practicing, you know what I mean, to become better. Uh, and... Uh -huh. You know, I, I'm um, after a I long time that. being after a long time being away from journaling, 
I committed to doing journaling this year and, and I'm writing like a maniac this year and it's just helping me compose my, uh, my thought process, you know? Uh, so, so show us your bad writing. So what do I get from that is, you know, are you constantly committed to improvement? Dave, one thing I get in presentation skills and presence is people feel they've got to be as polished. Now you have to understand I have 23 years of television experience and theater. And so I have a certain way of being, but there isn't one way of being. You may have your own style. And I love the Oscar Wilde quote, which is you may as well like yourself. Everyone is already taken. Everyone else is already taken. And just remember that you don't have to be. I mean, look at the people who are fascinating. Look at the people in our mastermind. And I'm thinking about Jeremy in particular. We have one person in our mastermind who is very much of a more thoughtful, quieter person, and yet he's managed to get this huge following. And he's not a raw, raw, fast-paced, outspoken individual, more thoughtful and reserved. There's not one way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is so helpful is that some people are dynamic and some people are magnetic. And exactly. many things in between. Where do you think of yourself? I'm. Um, that's interesting that you should ask that. Um, the last two times I took the Myers-Briggs assessment, Uh, The first time I took it, I was an INTP, uh, introverted, you know, type of INTP. And I think that person is a, you know, is a bit of a mad scientist type of thing, keeps to themselves. And the second, the last time I took it, I was an ENTP. Okay, E being extrovert. Right. And so I kind of walk that line between introverted and extroverted. And I think that... But again, kind of a bit of a mad scientist. I have a very short attention span. I need to work on that. Well, but, but I think you're working in a digital world. No, I think that is helping you right now because I think we're all understanding that people's attention spans are short and that we have to cut through the clutter. And in presentation skills training, I'm saying to people, particularly in a virtual world, because I don't have Dave Summers right there. So you've got to be even more deliberate in how you engage. Yeah. And you, and you got to practice, but this introverted extroverted thing, it's just, it's a lot of that, what that comes down to. And as you've heard me speak in the mastermind group before it's uh, I succumb to kind of imposter syndrome, like the rest of us do, you know, and, and I, um, I work through that uh, by practice. I work through that by doing the Dawn Patrol blog. You know what I mean? I work through that by having great in-depth conversations uh, with super intelligent, smart, confident people like yourself. Oh, you that, know what I mean? Right. No, Dave, if you go <laughs> through my training, you have super intelligent conversations with yourself. You know, I mean, this is something that's hardly novel, but the most important conversations you have are with yourself. So building up positive past memory, when you look at all your work, when you look at your body of work, and you look at what you've done for your clients, and you look at the video you've created, just make that a reel that you keep playing. Because that is, for me, the best antidote to nervousness, imposter syndrome, is a reminder of all the things you've done well. But remember, positive thought is very much like Teflon, whereas negative thought is like Velcro. I'm working on my gratitude this year, so... Thank you very much. So now my big question is, should I quickly play us out on the video I was going to introduce us to? And then please stay around. Um, So I'm going to do that. The video I was meant to start with, just because I want your advice and guidance. I'm dying to see it now. (laughs) Thank you. For those of you who have listened to this conversation, Dave Summers is a digital media producer, coach, animator. He can be reached at dave at davesummers.com. 
If you want to take your overall digital brand to a new level, if you're looking to either create video or repurpose existing video, or just find a way of cutting through the clutter and reaching your clients, you want to reach out to Dave. I'm Nadia Vilchik. I help people with their virtual presence, persuasion, and influence. And here is the video I wanted to start with. Thank you all so much for joining us. David Dave Summers, Nadia Speaks. Nadia Bilchik is a television news anchor, keynote speaker, author, trainer, and communications consultant. 19 number one best-selling have been nominated and won so many awards throughout your careers. She has a wealth of experience interviewing and consulting with well-renowned figures, celebrities, and corporations. Nadia speaks on how to get people to like you, trust you, and want to do business with you. Over the last few weeks, the entire world has been monitoring the treatment of your grandfather, Nelson Mandela. And my job was to introduce it and provide... With topics like leveraging the power of your personal presence, networking for success, and lighting the fire. Nadia Bilchik 